Yes, yes. Gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. Thank you. It's true. It's creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right? It's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy to give me great orgasms and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. It's very simple, very simple. It's true. Ah, so I butt dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt dialed Lyft, the ride sharing service that came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face <laughs> on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for a no-show fee. Then I thought, you know what, $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. doesn't get better, does not And I learned, here's what I learned during COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. So easy, not a, not a problem, not a problem. But my husband, like, he's, like, super into fitness, so he gets me this Apple Watch. I don't need it. It's a little much. But it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really cool health metrics. Like right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to reach my goal of pretentious Silicon Valley asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about it on social media. So I can't help it. So um, kind of leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me and go, yeah, she works here. And it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there because people in retail work hard. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. And you know what, you guys? They're right. I do. I do. Like, I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug tests. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. I added some chocolate, some condoms, and plan B. Right, some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great. That was fantastic. Your next comic is, a, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? She's like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I th I think the real the real reason I signed the petition is because like I I remember how it felt to be like beaten up by a group of eighth graders. You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. 
Because people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look. You know? It's funny, the whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm going to get them back. <laughs> I'm going to do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, it was, uh, it's not e as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm, I'm having trouble, I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume. And I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, all I had to do was say, like, oh, I'm bilingual, and they just, they just believe me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at, uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in, uh, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl which is uh, the American dream for like immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get into arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like some, I, I, sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she asks the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like, we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why, why, why do you think we would have, they would have good wine here? It makes no sense makes zero sense at all. My girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy uh, because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else. And I don't want to go to therapy, and it's not because of stigma, you guys. I get I hear that a lot. They're like, men don't go to therapy because of stigma, and I don't think that's true. Because there's a stigma to public masturbation, but every public transit comes pre-installed with a pervert, just like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's, that's all you need. Just microdose him a little. Like, I can honestly see my own grandma, like, spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if, like, a nice lady came and was like, hey, you want some pussy? And I'll be like, oh, I'll feel better immediately. I'll start walking down the street whistling and shit, you know, giving me that one of these dumb salutes. All right. Anyway. But, yeah, sometimes I, uh, sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend, it's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me, like backpedaling like I'm a president at a press conference, you know what I mean? Just like dodging shoes like George George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was like chime in. Her friend was like, um, oh, CNB CNBC, you said your girlfriend was a bitch. And I'm like, fake news. Yeah, so I try to make it up to her after a fight. So I take her to Daiso. You guys don't know what <laughs> you guys don't know what Daiso is. It's a uh, it's like a ninety nine cent store, but like the Asian version of it, uh, which also means it's classier, but not because of the reason you think. You know, 
Like the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like they, they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, "Oh, three thousand yen equals a dollar and fifty cents, and you have seventy thousand yen. How much do you owe?" That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like people don't rob. You wouldn't rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like nine hundred twenty-five dollars something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like five dollars, or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, to get through my nerves right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you, thank you. She was a slave. And I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I was like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, it's not on me. Uh, your next act, everybody. Your next act, uh, please make some noise for Melina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Melina Best. Coming up to the stage. Clap real loud all the way from Portland. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So I took a lift ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Melinda? I'm like, Melina. But <laughs> She's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? A little bit more about me. I I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars until they're not like There's one resident Edith. She has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <coughs> taking my time t uh, getting to a residence table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, he's mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred a tip <laughs> on a medical diagnosis. But... <laughs> the other night a resident wanted a fork I brought over a fork and she said oh I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you I'm like 
lady, your days are numbered, so. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a uh, resident wanted to give me a tip, not a medical diagnosis. <laughs> Call back. I declined, and he slipped me a hundred. I said, your place or mine, like. Last Valentine's Day, a resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? Like. My favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa, which he doesn't really like. He's like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like, don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. Yeah. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. I mean, I my daddy's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he was like, he accurately guessed my age and asked how old I th thought he was. I said 32. <laughs> Comedic effect. He's not 32. He said, I'll take the meatloaf. <laughs> Can't win them all, you guys. So... I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> We got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. <laughs> so I'm thinking my next tattoo will be of Reese uh, with a tattoo of me. <laughs> but... My favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I was about to say thank you. And he said, in a good way. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so yes, I needed a clarification. <laughs> he provided. Um. A while back, I dated a human. Don't tell Reese. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? 
He said, no offense. So we're good. <laughs> I'm not offended. Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents, and my mom said, hey, uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if you don't want to see my comedy. Like <laughs> working on that one. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I um, took a another lift. It's my thing. Uh, and the driver was like, have a good night and remember to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I've been Melina Bass. Have a good one. more for Melina Best, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan, uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. <laughs> eh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again. As I promised, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, hey, everybody. Before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist, and I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics. And I you know, to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry. I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly going to focus on tonight is actually I'm going to talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, actually. Correct this, because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is going to stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, okay? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing. And uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan and, uh, and I discussed like I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle, and most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly distributed. And so this random dude DMs me. It's like, yo, man, can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't, like, make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled, you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling, like, the debate, you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, okay? 
And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then you look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star? It's half an inch bigger than heterosexual porn stars, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big dick energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified it for me. So apparently, straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And it really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me, like, no, Lawrence, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is seven to one. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely a ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow evolution and nature still manages to screw you at the end of the day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that, that was, yeah, you're like, he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like, I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name. Uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. Like, I admit, I have terrible handwriting. And one time I put my name on a list, and someone, rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. I was like, yeah, no, that's not it. And then apparently it's stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there, so. <laughs> uh, have you all heard the phrase, uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life? We all know the two guarantees in life? Okay, okay, what, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage? A lot, yeah. Uh, I should have... I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go, you know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed they would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey, Peak <laughs> Peaked in High School Peter, like it just kind of had those vibes about it. But like they complained about like the dumbest shit, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like one of the guys was like, oh, ever since I got married, my wife started making me wash my balls. I was like, dude, what were you doing before? Like, did you just, you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough? 
you could tell what kind of guy he was because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, shampoos. You can uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Now I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, I uh, Just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. <laughs> he was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not, <laughs> not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the vans for these like Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh, <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, I'm glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body. It was like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. Sign me up for it. Um, and I went to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting. I was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just, uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you work in a corporation, you get it. It's like, uh. I was, trying to, I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day, and I was looking for it on my laptop, and I couldn't find it. And I was starting to get stressed, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. My brain just naturally went, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet. It was just, uh, I audited my files. I just couldn't find it. It was, it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, we got any couples out there? Couples? Clap it up for yourselves. Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I got a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> all good. <laughs> She's also a uh, pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody, anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is, we don't like Mexican food up here. That's cool. All right. Uh, I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in in Massachusetts. Uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, Crypto Kush? You buy that blockchain bud or 
those NF terpenes, you buy it now, it's not as worth it's not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it, you can't do anything with it, but yeah. Um I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, like that's clever. Terpenes. Uh everybody knows what terpenes are. Mm, all right. Uh <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh y'all ever been uh cat called before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like, my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You're from behind. You saw the luxurious dress of my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad Beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys. That's my time. Give it up your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by, uh, pro oh, okay, yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, that's a fair warning. Uh, I made some terrible decisions today, uh, and they led to the hiccup. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve them. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm actually hmm, I'm actually going by uh, Christ, um, because my name's Christopher, right? So I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently, um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice. Why would you two quit dating? I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish? Somebody that was visually a six at, at best? Well, she wouldn't either. Yeah, well, I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh, yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. Said, "I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves," and I thought, "That's crazy. That's crazy." Because I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how? Hiccuping. <clears throat> yeah, um, do I... Do I look like I hate children? <laughs> do I look like I hate children? Okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um, 
I'm gonna try that again. Um, do I look like I hate chill? Do I look? Okay, I'm gonna re retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, what the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm gonna let you know that I actually have a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. That's silence. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid, and if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never gonna see their parents again, so. So that's on you. Uh, and <clears throat> I actually just got back from, I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in, Por I, mean, I live in Portland and I came down here recently, but I was here to, uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Um, uh, so at this point he's kind of milky, right? Like that's. That's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, Grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he's got two kinds of cancer. All right. Well, I, you know, I, do you guys not feel pity for me? All right. Yeah, oh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh d has anyone in here Oh. <clears throat> has anyone in here ever been arrested? You have? How about how about you? Yearly? Nearly. <laughs> ne ne you've near nearly been arrested? Yearly, okay. How about you? Have you been arrested? Really? Huh. Okay. Okay, well, I... Okay, I got arrested once. Um... It was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not protesting, but I, I was recording it. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland in 2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. Uh, but I def definitely deserve to get arrested. Uh, when I got footage um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. And then after I watched it, I thought I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Cuz in the video footage, the police officer says, "Don't come over here or you're going to get arrested." And then my now ex-girlfriend says, "Uh Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us?" And then I said, "No." We're good. And uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually, at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. 
Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy I talked about with my lawyer and I used it and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it too. Really neat strategy. It's called uh, lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks, um, please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow, you look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? Hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time. Where are my 30-somethings at? Yeah, that's right. Give it up for yourselves. Though, I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't going to make it to 40. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. <laughs> I am a dog mom, so yeah, thank you. So technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh yeah, she's definitely a cougar going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48 and my boyfriend is a corpse. Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay, there you go, my one person, brave enough to admit it, thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. Ah. And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um, who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello? Right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. Uh. <laughs> my boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I am a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. <laughs> both Jews and Filipinos are well known. See, 
she brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt. Do you know what the difference is between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda. Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ. And Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs. And Putin kills people who, who. And Bong Bong, first he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer more frequently at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Oh, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming, okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically there are two less Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's babies. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck. E-I-E-I-O, and in his neck he kept dead puppies. E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. 
If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh, have a little, uh, another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? An empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a laffy taffy joke. Your next act, folks. Uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy. Really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah, so don't trip, don't fall, don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, my name's Chris Sanders. Great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods' face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon, I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America, right? There's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling tests. It's, it's unlike anything. Oh my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade. Not because you're smart, but because I'm terrified of you, all right? <laughs> kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying, kids be shooting. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? <laughs> I may not make it to the eighth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're like a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? So he puts his shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and hug me. Like you, you're a lovely lady. Like if a kid hugged you, you probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger Woods, okay? I don't need a second scandal in my life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach him boundaries between me and a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. Not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, it, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone like school? Anyone in school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. And we're doing a, a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. They go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raise their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know, like I want to test him for gifted and autism that day. That's what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery worked. I just want you guys to know that's not how it worked. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll, like, traumatize him, right? And in Florida, you might shoot me. So, <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point, you know? 
if slaves knew magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing. I forget. Like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground. He went up to a white kid. For my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, you can't be bringing a saw to school. So I put him in uh, in school suspension, in school suspension, right? He's pissed off at me. He turns around at me, pulls out a wand. He goes, Asio Emancipation-o. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to feel the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right, all right. Look at it. I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm super broke. I uh I just finished like having a roommate. I had a, I'm 33. I I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like I, I my last roommate was an aspiring Instagram model. Yes. On the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50k. I'm like, is that how much money you make? She's like, no, that's how many followers I have. I'm like, exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see like a light. No, we're good. Okay. No traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations and she was like a nice lady. She was like going to school for nursing. It was pretty typical in Florida, but she'd like be freaking out over her Instagram, like ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And, uh, I'm, I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus and she comes in. And she freaks out. The like, Chris, oh my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, okay? <laughs> All right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement, you know? Uh, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, they want to, they, they're like, Chris, you got to have sex with Katie Adventure, right? She's hot. You guys, you cook dinner for her. Like, you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually going to bang you. I'm like, whoa. We have very clear boundaries here, right? Katie has sex with other men, and I vacuum my room for two hours. Very clear boundaries. You know, someone said, aw. Someone was, <laughs> you want to get no pity pussy? Don't even no pity pussy? Even I give, I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. All right, hopefully that was uh, you. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it was me with that unibrow and the one ear higher than the other. Um, <laughs> all the women are beautiful. Anyway, um, but this is a cool thing, though. The great thing, thank you, is uh, we, I, I get something cool out of it. That sounds sad, but the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy and he leaves stuff at the apartment, I keep the stuff. <laughs> yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> and after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next fact, your next Fuck, I can't talk. I Boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and unable to speak. Uh, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here 
another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, all the way from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland native across the East Bay. Oaklanders, come on, yeah, yeah, East Bay, fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics, I'm single right now. I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder has sort of become like a sneak preview for OnlyFans, you know? Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, add me on my OnlyFans. I'm not on this app that much. Add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No! Way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm personally Team Hinge. Team Hinge, anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah, everyone hails, except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit, yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you gotta work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you work in the oil industry, girl. It's a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like an online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let's, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like, uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging and like, oh, you know, oh, what is it? I can inform me about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things, you know? Yes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date. I'm like, oh, yeah, so... I like that one. It's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I would want to choose. No, like, she DM'd me, and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like, you walk into her apartment, and they're just, like, hanging on the wall. You know? Like, you know how, like, John Wick, he has, like, a wall of guns, like, a whole arsenal of guns? Like, he's got that big-ass grenade launcher, the medium-sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big-ass grenade launcher. The tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the ass blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep. Maybe, at the most. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's her strap. It's her choice. I am very pro-choice. Except for when it comes to my asshole. You know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the, pol like the politics of pegging. I want to have some say in this, you know? And also, I feel like she only has one peg. She's probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. Of like, how many asses she's pegged? She's like, this is the ninth ass I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes, hmm. 
But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting like pegged? Guys here, thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here, fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're gonna get our prostate exams. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's gonna happen sooner or later, fuck. It's inevitable. But yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because, like, talking to them makes me feel less autistic, you know? They always have some, like, they're always, like, really, like, into, like, saber metrics. Always have some obscure fact. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game, and one of the guys is just sort of like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito must pitch a perfect game against the Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg, how'd you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's Zodiac sign. Jesus Christ, we had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called the perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This, really, this is a really high-stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh, my God, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. I'm like, you know what? I don't watch sports for nuance, man. I listen to podcasts if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh, my God, this is so nuanced. I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh, no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But, yeah, what else? What else do I have? Fuck, wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left? I talked about pegging. Talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I'm beginning ads for BetterHelp, remote therapy. Yeah, it, and other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for like Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or like Planet Fitness. No. Like, YouTube looked at my fucking search history. It's like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos of rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like, this sounds very spectrum behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it'd be really weird, though, if I, like, came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know? But, yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents, like, immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I may be autistic, you know? And they're just like, autism, boy. Uh, autist, autist. Uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be like wondering like whether or not they're gonna have grandchildren. I'm like, maybe. This probably still explains why I'm still single. But all right, that's my time. Give it up for Alex Kaufman. I have not been pegged yet. My name is James Yukawa. Make some more noise for James Yukawa, San Francisco's very own. Very cool, very funny dude. Uh, he's absolutely been pegged. He's lying to you. Uh, <laughs> That was absolutely a defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, your next act, folks, is also from Portland. Please make some noise for Danny Shy, everybody. Give it up for Danny Shy. I'm from Portland. I do know what pegging is. Uh, <laughs> not what I want to talk about. <laughs> not what I want to talk about. I, uh, you guys having a good day? 
Good. I'm also having very good because uh, this morning, thank you. Uh, this morning, I did an entire stretching program made for a 50-year-old. I got almost all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as fit as a 50-year-old. Thank you very much. I just figure, like, if you need to be fitter than a 50-year-old, then there's no reason to live. Like, that feels, oh, why? Why are these runners existing? Uh, cool. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, are you guys into conspiracy theories? Oh, good. I am coming on board. I am coming on board for sure. Uh, and I'm coming on board. I was uh, listening to the radio. I was, like, I was just flipping channels on the radio. And I flipped, and all this, I heard satanic feminists. And just, I was like, oh, I'm stopping now. Because I honestly have no idea what a satanic feminist is. But I heard it, and I was like, I think I'm one of them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to imagine that a satanic feminist is a person that's like, oh, we believe in feminism so much that we are positive that Satan is a feminist, or as, is a woman. Like, Satan's definitely a woman, for sure. And, like, I know that. I have definitely been gaslit by kindergarten children, uh, girl, girl children, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's eternal. That is definitely, I don't know if any third year or three-year-olds have told you about your body weight. But you're like, that is a, a hell inside of my body now. I feel very bad about myself. Uh, Satan's a woman. Uh, that's, I, di- I didn't do that joke well. I apologize. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I realized, like, while I was listening to that program, that if you believe in conspiracy theories, nothing's ever your fault. It's not. <laughs> it's not your fault. And I know that because the reason they were talking about satanic feminists is because they were talking about school shootings. I know, real upper of a radio show. Uh, and they were ta- talking about this kid, and they were like, well, the guy, the poor kid, he didn't mean to do it. It's like satanic feminist's fault. And I'm like, I don't. So you don't have to take responsibility for anything if you believe in conspiracies? Like, nothing. Like, my whole life, I feel guilty. Like, I don't take up, like, that spot on the airplane thing because I just feel like, well, they put their elbow there first. It's theirs now. I feel guilty if I touch their elbow. Other people are like, I mean, I genocided today, and that's satanic feminist fault. It's not. I'm fine. I need that power, you know? So now, just from now on, I'm like, well, I crashed into you, but it's definitely because you don't liz- worship lizard people enough. That is uh, it's on you, you know? I am not apologizing. You're crying. It's the chemtrails trails fault. Like, the chemtrails make me mean, all right? I wouldn't be mean. It's the chemtrails, you know? Sure, I'm in jail for a crime, but it was my doppelganger that did it. For sure. If Hillary Clinton can have a doppelganger, I can too. Go find her. Very excited about it. Uh, I A while ago, I heard about this uh, guy. I think about him regularly. Like, once a month. Uh, just every time I have my period, I think about him. Uh, because he was like, he's a flat earther, you know? Uh, which, like, if I am never going to murder a person, but I definitely think I know some people that are going to fall off the flat earth, you know? Like, I know some people uh, that I will just, well, I we went on a road trip and they just fell off. We just got real close. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, so he's a flat earther and he built himself a rocket. It was somewhere here in California. I don't know, but he built himself a rocket and shot him up in space. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He didn't get very high. Like, he would have gotten a lot higher if he bought a plane ticket. All right? So it wasn't like the best rocket. All right, but I think about him regularly 
Uh, because, like, what science did the guy use? Because, like, every science I know mean, believes that the Earth is round and that you got to shoot your rocket up higher, faster than the Earth, the gravity is pulling you down to hell, right? I can't even jump that high. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to try. It's embarrassing, all right? I don't, I'm not going to show you. Uh, but so he shot, like, and here on Earth, uh, it pulls, we're pulled down to hell by gravity at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's what every, so- that's the entirety of rocket science that I know. All right, but that depends on a round Earth. And so he knows that the Earth is flat. Well, how, how did he do his calculation? He did, he did, again, not super high. He survived, though. He got to hang out with his cat. That was in the story. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta imagine that he's got something better than birth control. Like, whatever science he's using has got to have a different birth control that I'm super into, I think. I don't know. I don't really want to know him. I do have some people I want to murder. That's just a... (laughs) I don't know if that's the appropriate tag, but we're going with it. Uh, Thing about me, uh, I read at bars a lot. Um, because I like being with people, but I don't like when they talk to me and make me hate them. Mm-hmm. Another thing about me, I was raised on a farm, uh, and that means that I learned about castration decades before intimacy. Yeah. My dad taught me when I was very little that I n- had not only a right, but a responsibility to choose who gets to be dad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco thinks it's progressive. (laughs) Got nothing on my dad. (laughs) He had five daughters. He taught us all uh, how to remove some balls. Uh, Uh, So the point is, I'm not good. I'm not good at the knowing how the girl guy interactions are supposed to go. You know, but I'm trying to get better because uh, Mayor recently told me, uh, I'm not going to tell which one. But it, was, it wasn't like the Portland one, but it was definitely one of the white ones from, so you can probably narrow it down. For, like it was a white dude mayor. Uh, and he told me, uh, he told me, thank you, uh, that the reason that Portland's got a housing crisis, and probably San Francisco too, uh, is that people like me aren't married uh, and getting married. And I don't know, yeah, he was a white dude mayor, so they know things, right? Like I just... I just got to believe him that I am, like, me living with several roommates is causing a housing crisis. Yeah, for sure. It's not like, whoa, yes, how dare me? So I'm working on figuring out this dating thing, and here's what I figured out thus far. That in a girl-guy flirting situation, my response, I'm the girl. I'm da- I've, I knew that beforehand. Um but my responsibility is to be very impressed by the very unimpressive, all right? <laughs> so if they... <laughs> so, so if they... Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm supposed to get off of here and you guys keep laughing. I can't finish my joke. Uh, thank you so much. It's been great. Anyway, the point is, if they interrupt my book reading to give me their very long opinion about what I'm reading. I'm supposed to be like, oh my, that's, how'd you learn to read? Can you please teach me? (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. Keep clapping for Danny, everybody. You know the drill.
Very funny. Very funny. Your next act, everybody, come to the stage uh, here all the way from Boston, right? It's Boston. Give it up for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Make some noise for Angela Sawyer. Oh, hello. So nice to talk to you. How are you guys doing? You've seen a lot of comics. Are you okay? You doing all right? I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I am a middle-aged lady. Uh, I'm 52, and this year I found out I could sweat from my eyelids. <laughs> going great. It's going okay. Nice to see all of you. Uh, I have uh, roommates, uh, which you're not supposed to do when you're my age. I think we all know. Uh, most people, uh, usually in their 30s, you like get a partner, move out of town, maybe get a dog, something like that. And me, I am just still going to weddings where I'm also the DJ. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, I read a cool article, and the news is so bad that it was so nice to read something that I liked to see. Uh, I read an article that uh, grocery stores and pharmacies around the country are starting to close their self-checkout machines and have people go through the register again. And I love that because I want to look you in the eye when I steal from you. You know, I want that human connection. I think it's important. I think it's important to have. Uh, I do have roommates. I've had a lot of roommates over the years. Um, uh, my favorite bad roommate that I ever had uh, was this guy, Dan, who got mad at me and moved out. And uh, when he moved out, he tried to karate chop me to death. <laughs> and then I had to politely explain to Dan that I had 130 pounds on him and it might not work. <laughs> I was like, okay. I do, I do like fat people. They're my favorite people. I think they're the nicest people in any room, in every room. Because if we have a problem with you, we ate it already. You're safe. You're so safe. It's so safe. I think fat people, we're like the pugs of human beings, you know? We're like adorably squishy and strangely wise and, oh, shit, we can't breathe. <laughs> good. We're doing good. Uh, <laughs> Dan, the roommate who moved out, he got mad at me. Uh, he, he accused me of stealing his crystals. Yeah, which uh, I did do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in my defense, I thought they were, I threw them away because I thought they were rocks. <laughs> and I found out uh, if they're crystals, you put them in a case. That's the big difference, I found out. Uh, I, I've lived in a bunch of houses uh, around my, the city where, uh, my hometown. Uh, one place, mostly it's been punk rock houses. And if for whatever reason, if you don't know what that is, uh, a punk rock house is just a regular house that is not a home. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, one place that I lived, I had 17 roommates. Yeah, way too many. At that point, you can't even learn their names, you know? I just knew them as porch guy and guy I always saw holding bread from the dumpster, you know? I'll let you guys get, see which one you think was the worst one. Uh, there was a roommate in that same house who was a cop, uh, which I don't like. <laughs> Not cool. And then there was a guy who wrote a play for bees. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> he didn't call it that. He called it a honey-infused ritual. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a play for bees. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Uh, also in that same apartment with 17 roommates, uh, one morning I came out of my bedroom to go to work, and uh, a teenager, like a 17, 18-year-old kid, had moved in 
to the hallway right outside my bedroom door. I just walked out to go to work, and there was somebody there. He just, like, put a bed up against a wall, and he put a flag up against the bed, and put a TV on the end of the bed, and just lay back and play video games in there. And I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. We all got someplace to go. You know, it's cool. And then after two weeks, that kid got a girlfriend. He found some nice girl to, like, lie next to him and watch him play video games all day. And I was like, man, when this chick finds out she could fuck a guy with a door, (laughs) it did not last, (laughs) is what I need you to know. It did not last a long time. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm a middle-aged lady, and so the rule is you have to have middle-aged lady friends. That's how it works. But I think everyone should have a middle-aged lady friend. Because uh, we don't give a fat shit. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. No one knows what will happen. Uh, <laughs> one of my middle-aged lady friends recently, she named her tits to empower herself. And I was like, only over 40 does that. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, Angela, you should do it. And I was like, I, I don't think. And she's like, no, you should do it. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could go with Bert and Ernie. Could work for me, you know. Uh, I also, I like having friends who are much younger than me, people in their 20s and their 30s, especially in their 20s, because those people are better. <laughs> Just, they're raised well, they're very nice. <laughs> uh, I had this long heart-to-heart with this friend of mine who is barely 21 years old, so she's like 30 years younger than me, and sh- we are talking and talking all night, and at the end, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, afterwards, she's like got tears running down her face, she can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetheart, you know, you can suck dick mediocrely. Like, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. This is the truth, and I, you guys can take this advice. If you get a C- in gym, they still let you graduate. <laughs> She's doing okay. <laughs> She's doing all right. Doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I scored a, a normal job for the first time in my whole life. I got a job as a secretary, and that is just a job that comes with these glasses. <laughs> I walk down the street, and people are like, ooh, I bet you can type. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that's an okay job. Uh, mostly it just means that uh, I get phone calls on Teams when I'm trying to go to the bathroom or watch a movie in my house instead, you know? Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, though, my favorite coworker called me up on Teams. Uh, I love her so much. Her name is Stacy. She is the salt of the earth, great person. And she calls me up out of the blue and she goes, Hey, Angela, I notice in your email signature it says your name, parentheses, she slash her, parentheses. What is that? And I was like, I mean, I love Stacy. She's from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it's not her fault that town smells like bleach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, some people use they, them pronouns. Mine happened to be she, her, but it'd be more comfortable for everybody if we used them a lot. So I put them in my email. And she goes, oh, oh, I, I thought that's because everybody thinks you're a man. <laughs> And I was like, right on, Stace, you nailed it. (laughs) Drunk people do love to call me coach. (laughs) 
It's true. I think one of the reasons I get along with people who are much younger than me so well is that people who are, are 20, 30 years younger than me, they grew up reading and writing Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, Potterotica, yeah. They, it's, they did, I checked, they did. <laughs> and that, I've, that's a place where I feel like I really belong. I fit right in because they just look at me and see trans Hagrid. It works out great. Works out so beautifully. You guys are so much fun. Thank you. You've met trans Hagrid. Give it up for your host, Alex. He's the best. Clap more for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Come on. Wow. Just fantastic. We have, are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? Are you guys ready for that? Yeah, let's get some more energy than that for your final comedian here all the way from Los Angeles. Give it up for Jay Stewart, everybody. Make some noise for Jay. Hello, hello, thank you. I am parked illegally. I have to pee. I just got out of the car from here. Hang on, I just need to do some stretching, get some stretches out. Thanks so much for being out here, guys. I'm the last person to go up. Wow, all right. Have they been saying this? Oh, oh, there's more, there's more to go. All right, good, good. I was gonna say that wasn't quite what I would imagine a headliner would be brought up by, you know, but it's good, it's good. We got one more person coming. All right, this is great, this is great. Um, What's new with me? What's new? Started school, a little bit of a culture shock going back to school. I haven't been in school for like 10 years. Last time I've been in school, it was still okay to publicly enjoy movies produced by Harvey Weinstein. So a little bit of a culture shock there, you know, getting, <gasps> Go back into it. This guy uh, in my class, nice and young, and he's this cute, cute little guy, and he's like talking about beef. Like, oh, beef. I love beef. I know it's bad for the environment, but it's just so good. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what pedophiles say, though, too, about kids, right? And I'm like, oh, the environment. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a new car. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Got a new car. I got to admit, though, the uh, horn, pretty gay. Anytime I go to use it, it's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like the one time this guy cut me off on the 405, and I just pressed it. I was mad at the guy, and it just, ah, uh, don't stop. Which is basically the exact opposite of what I wanted the guy to do in the moment. So, fuck me. I don't know. Um, you guys a fan of microdosing? Not you? Straight, straight and narrow? Never tripped in your life? No? Where were you? Lo location, not time in your life. Santa Barbara. Okay. That seems like a good place to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, never again, though. I'm not even going to con continue the joke just because that was such a no response. It's okay, everybody. It's not that good of a joke. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. What else have we got here? Um, I'm c convinced that the greatest white rapper in the game right now is Kanye West. Um, I'm... My blood type is O negative, which means that people's lives depend 
on me not having gay sex. Um, true, true. I'm at a good place in my life. My Instagram feed is entirely comedians, women in bathing suits, and people making chocolate chip cookies. Good, it's good. I really can only control two out of the three of those. Um, I can control three out of the three if I switch my gender to female. Uh, switches up the algorithm there. I was on TikTok. I switched the uh, my gender to female, and I had to take a break. I was like, I gotta start a business. <laughs> I feel motivated. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I missed that tag. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, good to be back in San Francisco, though. I will say, um, I have a lot of ups being in san francisco i used to live here for like two years um i some lows though i mean my, my car got stolen twice in six weeks yeah apparently homeless people can drive stick i had no idea two people you know um and the thing was weird that like the second time that i called 911 to tell them that my car got stolen i got a voicemail I'd never expected before. I've never encountered that situation, right? Because when you call your therapist and they go, if this is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. There's no procedure for what if you call 911 and get a voicemail. What is the procedure? What do I do in that case? You know what I mean? I did get a call back eventually, though. Um, a nice little lady here. Um... I think the most unrealistic thing about Batman is that the billionaires are walking through an alley. I'm talking about billionaires' parents. What billionaire walks in an alley ever? Like any alley ever? Like I, I would think it would be more plausible that he like got money to close off an alley just to walk through it. That seems more plausible. Why are they walking through an alley? I don't know. Um. LA, LA is a funny place. This guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, you're so good looking. I'm like, yeah, man, we look exactly alike. Of course you think I'm hot. Like, at some point you're just stroking your own ego, you know? I, I, um, uh, man. Um, I went down there, smoked some toad venom. Yeah, yeah, it's this toxin. Yeah, sorry, you you're not not your thing, not your thing. It's all right. Y it was uh three hundred dollars though. Smoke toad venom. The first time I thought heard that, I was like three hundred dollars. Smoke toad venom. Got to be illegal. <laughs> that is too much money. Uh, I did it anyways though. Changed my life. It was amazing. You should do it. Except for you. Um, but uh, everybody else though that feels the call. Um, why is, why, um, I feel like ants, aunts, ants, aunts, I feel like they're under fetishized in the bedroom. You know, I just want one time, like, please, call me nephew. And then someone is just like, oh, I'm taking you home. Thank you. Um, let's see, uh. I used to live in New York. Um, I uh, I don't know. I had, I had a lot of fun in New York. You meet some weird people. I had a roommate call me the N-word all the time. 
I don't know how I feel about that. People call me the M word. I don't really have a stake in that, but I do love it. Like secretly, I love it. If you call me the M word, I'm like Jay Z for the day or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a it's a weird feeling to be called that. I don't have much stake in it. I'm just not trying to be the black people police, right? I'm not trying to be the black people police. I think if I was trying to be the black people police, I would just join the police. You know? I don't know. Um, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome to be back in San Francisco. Thank you. Make some more noise for Jay, everybody. Uh, keep it going for Jay. I did not mean to lie to you. We do have one more comic. Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I do apologize for that. Uh, your next comic, I don't know where he's from. You're from here? Oh, sweet. We get to end it with a San Franciscan. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Hell yeah. Ending with a fantastic comic, San Francisco. Give it up for Wes Chu, everybody. Make some noise for Wes. Here he comes. Make some noise for your city. Thank you, and uh, sorry for not checking in. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, it's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, you're looking crowd. Uh, it helps that uh, most of you are my friends. Yeah, so my name's Wes, and uh, not too long ago, I uh, I came to accept a part of myself that uh, most people don't want. Uh, it's that uh, I am an asshole. Uh, are there any assholes in the audience tonight? Well, 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 well you, uh, don't be proud of that. Don't, don't be proud of that, okay? I, you, I'm not proud of it, okay? So I consider myself to be a, a, a low-key asshole. Uh, that means is that I like individuals, but people as a whole can fuck off. Uh, so I, I don't like it when people say or ask stupid questions uh, in public. It hurts my brain. I don't know why, but I have this, this urge to try to like take it out. Uh, for me, it's like it's kind of like trying to solve like a broken Rubik's cube, and at the same time, while I'm trying to touch it, uh, I get shocked in the head, and it's it's really not a comfortable feeling. And the only thing I can do is provide a a snarky uh, non-answer that doesn't solve anything. So here's an example. Uh, my my uh, my girlfriend and I we were at. Uh, not too long ago at Petco, where the pets go. And uh, we were in the, the cat aisle, and we had a, a basket full of canned uh, wet cat food, just, just towers and towers of it. And the two of us were talking very loudly about our cat. Um, it, it, just a little bit more context. We got a cat recently. It, it, don't say that. Uh, it, it's just really, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's only okay. Don't, don't defend the cat. Uh, and uh, we were talking very loudly because we're loud people. Uh, like what to get the cat for food. Uh, we came to the discovery recently that uh, the cat, like myself, is also an asshole. And the reason he's an asshole is because for an animal, he's a very, very picky eater. I'm like, how can you be that picky when you make no money? So... And uh, while we're having this very loud discussion, 
uh, I noticed in the corner of my eye uh, two broke uh, college students. They're just buying very uh, basic uh, cat supplies. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're broke because, ooh, you can get that stuff at Amazon for cheaper. Uh, and uh, while we were arguing, uh, one of them comes up to us. Remember, we're at Petco, cat aisle, and a basket full of cat food. And one of them comes up to us and says, excuse me, do you have a cat? Ow, that hurt my brain so much. Uh, I was, why I heard that question, I was trying to hold back a, a, a brain aneurysm. And, oh God, I, I, like, I really wanted to say, no, these are for me. I love cat food. Human food fucking sucks. Vegetables, get that out of the way, okay? Cooking is pretentious. Dog food tastes like shit, which makes sense because dogs like licking their own asses and eating their own shit. So cat food is, is prime, okay? I love just getting one of them, cracking it open, and just sucking them down like raw oysters. Love it. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, I noticed that you're also uh, purchasing a litter box. Do you also like shitting in a plastic cube with the feeling of sand between your ass cheeks? Later on, scooping it up with uh, a plastic sieve. I know it's a very satisfying uh, uh, process. That's why I do it myself, too. Do I have a cat? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm in the cat aisle of a pet store. It's not like I'm in the cat aisle of like a grocery store where I'm like, you know, have my human shit with me and like vegetables and juices and I'm like, happen to wander into the cat aisle. I'm like, oh, well, wow, look at all this cat stuff. Oh, I wonder what it's like to have a cat. It's everything's all cute and shit. That's when you can ask me because that's just confusing. But no, okay? Pet store, cat aisle, basket full of cat food. Do I have a cat? I fucking better. Otherwise, I might be a serial killer. Uh, like I previously mentioned, I don't like it when people say stupid shit in public. I have a story for that, too. Uh, one time I was waiting in line to uh, be seated for brunch. Yeah, I said it. I like brunch, okay? I love a good Benedict. Anyways, the person right in front of me uh, was trying to uh, impress his friends, and this is what he said. Well... Anything can be a startup. Just look all around you. Hell, this restaurant can be a startup. No, that's not how it works, okay? Restaurants don't have uh, venture capital funding, okay? There's no uh, series A, B, and C, okay? And you know that uh, restaurants aren't rolling in dough, okay? Not only that, but we all know that what's plaguing our uh, Bay Area and San Francisco, this is one group of people. It's called Restaurant Bros. You know, those exist, right? How they boast about how little money they make. Afterwards, oh, just like talk about how great it is to work 12 to 14 hour shifts every day. Weekends, what the fuck are those? Destroying our culture with delicious food. Oh, God, this carbonara is so great, but so, so problematic. Now, the term you're looking for is small business, okay? If you just said small business and, you know, 
crank down the uh, arrogance down to like, let's say a two, it would sound better. Anything can be a small business. You're absolutely right. But no. You said startup. Not only that, but you said it in a very arrogant manner, okay? You're trying to impress your friends how smart you are. Instead, you sound like an idiot, okay? And just going by that logic, uh, if anything can be a startup, well, you say that about uh, giving birth to a kid. And clearly, uh, his parents uh, invested poorly in sperm, egg, and money into his existence. Who wants to invest in stupid comments? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, God. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is don't say stupid shit in public. Don't. And don't ask stupid questions either. Just be a little bit more observant. Otherwise, an asshole might be making fun of you on stage. My name is Wes. Thank you so much for having me. clapping for West 2, everybody. Holy cow. Closing out the show. This has been a great time. Give it up for yourselves for coming out here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Get up for yourselves, everybody. Come on, clap for yourselves. Please give it up for Mutiny Radio. Just a fantastic spot that they're doing this. This is sick. And uh, one last time for all the comics that you saw tonight, everybody. Please give it up for everybody that you saw. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that there is going to be a tip jar. I need to find where that's supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't given a lot of instructions. If you do want to donate extra money to the comics, we're just going to disperse that to them. Feel free. Uh, thanks again. Huh? Or Venmo. Oh, yeah, or Venmo it to, well, actually, no. Uh, yeah, Venmo it to Mutiny, too. That could be cool. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, but tip. Yeah, but please tip the comedians. Uh, this has been a blast. You're all fantastic. I've been Alex Kaufman. Have a great night. Thank you.
Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello. Call a little Hello. Carl apart. You bring me up quick nowadays. Usually you go through a whole thing and then, but you say, and oh, Carl, good. and I am in. Well, because I want Often to introduce the acronym, which you can find us by, if you search for podcasts or YouTube, we're L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And I also want to say we're streaming right now. As we always do, we stream first on mutinyradio.fm out of the Mission District in San Francisco every <laughs> Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That gives you three ways to check us out on YouTube, on a podcast feed, or you go stream it first on mutinyradio.fm. And of course, donate some money to the station. There's a donate button where you can just go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Send them some bucks. Check out Scott O's show before us, Flat Plastic Sound. Carl, our show well, is Let's um, Watch a Full Length Movie round on YouTube. Sound. Wait, it's it's something round, found round sound. What did I just say? Uh, the flat plastic, the other show he does. He, the other show he does. He does nope, two it's, shows. It's because th this is vinyl, right? That's mm -hmm. round. It makes right. sound. And you like go to some like uh, flea market or quaint old shop and it's found. He buys the no, link. If you are a fan of our podcast or you listen to our podcast, you may notice it segues out of some cool music. Yeah. Yeah. That's that him. was found on a round vinyl. Made. What was the last word? That made round sound? Round. That makes sound. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's enough about the station. Carl, what is the movie this week? Oh, this week we will watch Devil in a Blue Dress, 1995. Devil Whoa. in a Blue Dress, 1995. That's what you put in the YouTube search Wait, engine. That's, that's one of the best movies in the world. Yeah, why, why is it free on YouTube? One of the reasons why? I found out is the audio drops out periodically throughout. I, I don't okay. know why. That's all right. We mute. The channel we like, like is Life Vlogged. Life Vlogged, which is a life poorly lived in my opinion, but it is Life Vlogged. So... Put in a devil in a blue dress, 1995, in the search okay. engine, search, and then find the channel, Life Blogged. Blogged? Like, I just blogged about my life on my, my internet On your blog? video, but it's video, V-logged. Oh. Okay, V-logged. Okay, right. so go ahead. We are going to be watching Devil in a Blue Dress from 1995. That's what you type into your search engine. 
you're going to find a version without ads courtesy of v vlog life vlogged life vlogged all right <laughs> fair enough you're going to find it we want you to click that link hit pause move it back to zero zero because at, we're going to hit press play at the same time because let us as a community watch a full-length movie on youtube yeah normally we watch a lot of shit yeah this we're gonna see a hollywood movie now yeah okay all right i'm looking forward to it so and not only are we looking forward to it we also have a celebrity comedian looking forward to it while you search and go on youtube and get yourself ready carl our producer who wrote that fantastic theme song you heard up front who watched this movie several times who researched this movie more than than you know and he's also spoken to a celebrity comedian with the celebrity comedian countdown carl take it away ladies and gentlemen welcome back to celebrity comedian countdown this time with mike keegan welcome mike thank you very much carl appreciate it thanks for having me on now we met at scotty's which is in new jersey and that's what i wanted to raise first because you sort of think of yourself and sell yourself as a long island comedian but i've seen you out there in staten island and a lot of jersey i mean you're all over the place you still think of yourself what because that's your home base i still do because i i don't really consider myself a road comedian i do the tri-state area i have a lot of clubs that i love that i work in the tri-state area connecticut jersey um i used to do atlantic city a lot at the brigada um but you know my, my roots are on long island that's where i first started out i live five minutes from my favorite comedy club governors um i you know i'm there two three nights a week so you know i, I you know I, I don't try to write material as a long island comedian because a lot of there's a lot of long island comedians that write their material about long island and then their acts don't cross a bridge and they don't translate so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my my act so much isn't a long island comedian but i do consider myself you know i i work the three the three clubs on long island i work them mostly mm -hmm. and okay so I, I get it now i mean you're you're not a road comic you're you're tri-state but you don't base it around long island because you'll get screwed you'll screw yourself <laughs> yeah now another... you know I, I you know when i started i i kind of wanted to be a road comedian but then you know, you gotta have the job to pay the bills, the family, and everything. So it, it's it's a it's a tough life living on the road and everything. So, you know, I'll get out as much as I can. You know, a couple times a year, I'll branch out into the Midwest or something. But I try to stay close to home. And also, you know, if you're a road comedian, there ain't that much green out there, right? <laughs> exactly. I know it's right. And to get that kind of green is just busting your ass. You know, it's just from monday through friday you're playing bar gigs and then you get those nice ones on the weekends but there's a, right. a lot of they they call them four waller shows like little tiny bar gigs where half the people there don't even know that there's a comedy show going on that's right so. the tv you're competing with the television exactly, exactly. we've all so, been there yeah so, now you're out there grinding and one of the things you got is a podcast going on it's called hershey and the hershey and Keeks. No, the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Tell me how to say it right. It's the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Yeah. And Hershey <laughs> yeah. is spelled with an S-C-H. Yeah, That's my co-host, Mark Hirschman. Um, it's kind of a new endeavor. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I used to have a podcast for a few years with my girlfriend. Uh, she's a comedian also. And it was called Domestic Disturbance. But uh, a good one. I'll tell you one thing. We used to 
it used to cause a lot of fights between us because it was it was we're very different politically, and that's how we we get into arguments. Uh, so we kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. So now I do the I do the show with my buddy Mark Hirschman. We started a couple months ago, and it, it was great. He's one of my best friends in comedy, and uh, we have a lot in common. We have a great dynamic. I feel a lot of people giving us great feedback. So we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we started off more as a focus of a, 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 a sports talk radio. Sports. We're both big Yankee fans, big sports fans. And we've had a lot of pretty high-profile guests from uh, from WFAN, which is our big sports uh, wow. sports mecca here. We've had uh, Evan Roberts, who's probably the biggest New York tri-state area sports. Uh, he's on the he's on the Carton and Roberts show, so that was probably that's probably the biggest show wow. going right now for sports radio. We've had him, we've had Steve Summers, Mark Malusius, all these big uh, New York sports guys. So um, we're getting hopefully Mike Piazza might be coming on soon. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, are. Now, we have a, the sports fan is he a comedian? Yeah, Mark Hirschman's a comedian. He does not perform very much because he's got a big family and he's got a lot of responsibilities. One mm-hmm. of the funniest guys I know. One of the first people I met in comedy. Uh, but this is this is outlet now because he doesn't get to be on stage so much. So we yeah. do it every Tuesday night live at nine o'clock. Uh, we do it at Governors at their the radio studio. Governors. Really? Yeah. Tuesday night is when you record it or when it brought that's when we, that's when we record it. We, we record it and we put it live on YouTube, but then we also put it on Spotify for people to watch after. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Spotify, and are you also on iTunes or? We are on iTunes as well. Um, okay. We're on Spotify and iTunes basically. Yeah. And so it's on if, every episode's on YouTube. So if people want to find that, it's the Hershey SCA, yep. the Hershey and Keegs show. Yeah, is there a channel? Is that the name of the channel on YouTube as well? The name of the channel it's it's on Gov's Radio Podcast, uh-huh. G O V S, like Governors. Yeah, uh, so it's out of their studio, so they they run the whole. Uh, so it's on their podcast channel. Okay, now YouTube, that's one thing, but you're streaming out there on better platforms than that. You got yeah. an Amazon special called Comics Watching Comics. And I think, yeah. tell me about this premise. I think I already know about it. I think I applied yeah. and was denied. It, it, <laughs> it was uh, it was a really cool thing. Uh, a comedian from uh, New Jersey, uh, Kevin Goatee, he right. started this thing. And it's uh, basically, uh, they get comics, you do a, a two-minute set, and uh, they have three professional comics that judge the, the comics. And uh, they all, they do it after... After we all record our sets, they do it at a remote location, watch every set, and they critique it. And I won – I was the winner of season three. Uh-huh. And, uh, okay. So, the, yes, that was, it was really cool. And you know what? The day that I recorded it, so there were there were 90 comics that did each a two-minute set at yeah. uh, the New York, New York Comedy Club on 2nd uh, Second, Second Street in the city. And um, so there were 90 comics. I had pneumonia. And I also had a show that night in Jersey, so I was I, when I recorded the set, I was just like delirious. It was just I had waited four hours to get on stage there, and I had pneumonia, yeah. and uh, it went actually pretty well. And I got some good feedback, and I ended, actually ended up winning the season. So it's it's a cool credit to have. It's on Amazon. You could buy it on Amazon. And- wow. And to win out of ninety people, and you're way under the weather, and you have somewhere to go. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was a uh, it was a rough day, but it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Carl. 
Now, okay, this is not going to be the end of your streaming. In August, you've got this comedy special coming up. Tell me about that. Yep, so I have a comedy special coming up. It's uh, August 26th. We're uh, recording it at Governor's Comedy Club here in Levittown on Long Island. Um, it's called Captain America. <laughs> and uh, Captain America is how you actually pronounce it. But, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's going to be my first, uh, my first 40-minute special. Uh, my buddy, my friend John Moses, who's a uh, Jersey comedian also, was originally from Canada. Uh, John Moses is a great guy. He's starting a record label, so he asked a couple of comics to be the first ones to record specials for him. So he's doing all the production. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. They just built a new room at Governor's. It's called the Giggle Room. So it's uh -huh. not the main stage. It's right. another stage they have there. That, that, the room holds 90 people. Okay. And it's just a great intimate room to, to, to record the special. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds so. terrific, boy. You really are in with governors. And it's, you know, being the giggle room or not, when the thing is yeah. uh, filmed, it's going to be at governors, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. governors, uh, that's my home club. I love them. Now, Mike Keegan, which is K-E-E-G-A-N. Mike Correct. Keegan, how can people find you out there on the internet? on social media, YouTube, a website? Um, I'm big on Facebook. Uh, so face Mike Keegan on Facebook, but on um, I actually deactivated my Twitter because yes. I got in a little bit of trouble for a tweet that I wrote. But uh, I am on Instagram <laughs> at mckeeg75. And um, I might be getting Twitter back, but my podcast, Hershey and the Keep Show, they have a Twitter page. So they can always uh -huh. get in touch with me there also if you, if you prefer Twitter. But uh, I've gotten... Quits. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what it is. I got in trouble a little... A few years ago, I got banned from a theater on Long Island. It was a Newsday and everything. And uh, yeah. I had to get rid of my Twitter account. Oh, it was in Newsday. So that's your, yeah. you could use that as one of your credits, right? I could use it as a credit. You know, I'm not proud of it. But. Well, you're paying it for comedy. It, well, you know, you don't have to tell people the content. So. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now, Mike Keegan. Everyone yes. at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So this means we must be synced up. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Three, two, one, go! Oh, I just saw Tom Sizemore's name on the credit. Oh, by the way, thank you, celebrity comedian, for that celebrity, celebrity comedian, comedian countdown. countdown. That was a good job. All right. Oh, this is the star. It's not even that roaring lion. No, no. Do you remember the Pegasus, the Tristar Pegasus? Mm-hmm. Yes. He he was funking around. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was uh is that owned by no Disney owned Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures. Yes, yes. The Buena Vista, something like that. Yes. Now this is great. I'm really excited. We're watching a good movie. Yeah, we are. Okay, this is a Hollywood movie, and what we're going to see is, like, World War II just ended, and every all the troops came home, and that includes our hero, Ezekiel, who they call Easy. That's his name. He's so cool. Easy. And he comes back from the war, and he actually has enough money to buy a house. Okay? Okay, great. But, I mean, African Americans that were not called that did not buy houses uh, at this time. 
and uh, but he did. He owns a house, but he just lost his job. So that sets up our dilemma. What am I going to do for money? Or I'll lose my house. And no, AF word has a house. Now, I know this guy from uh, Walter Mosley wrote a series of detective novels starring Easy Rollins. Yeah, exactly right. This is the did first he, one of his books. Yeah. Did he write for Star Trek? You know, I didn't look up Walter Mosley, uh, and I'm sorry about that. What no, I do okay. know is that he wrote this book, and Carl Franklin, the director, loved it. And they made this film off of his first book. He was also an associate producer. And he had rights in the editing room. He even cut out this irrelevant scene that was a love scene. Uh, but the point is, they were going to go on to make pilots and do all of his uh, novels on TV, like in a serial way. It would have lasted a would single season, but it didn't work out. And it, obviously it wasn't uh, Denzel Washington in the TV show? No, no. It was ABC, and they didn't shoot the pilot, so we don't have a cast. Yeah. And I don't know what their thinking was, but basically it was going to be like a black private eye in a white world of the 1940s, you know. Sounds great. Look, uh, here he is, 1940s. See? I said, see? Hot. That's what I was saying. This is, yeah, you got like the street music playing. On. Oh boy! Extra, extra, get you extinct people, yeah? Now, is this New Orleans, the central no. meat market? No, New York this City? is Los Angeles. Oh, terrific. Right, right. okay, I right. It was New York City when it first opened up, but this is LA. I only thought New Orleans because his name is Easy, like Big Easy. Right, like the Big Easy. Well, his right. name is Ezekiel, and let me see. His name is Ezekiel Rollins, and that is a slave so name. So Ezekiel's nickname would be Easy. Easy. Right. Yeah, and that's very cool, and he's very cool, but yeah. he is playing a common man. Oh, what is that? Todd Carter drops out of the race? Wait a minute. Is there a flashback? Flashback, flashback. Well, he's basically doing a private detective kind of voiceover thing. Right? And he's saying, I was down on my luck. I had lost my job. I deal everything Carl told you in the beginning. Now he's having a <laughs> flashback to recent. Um... <laughs> you were just reciting what Denzel Washington said in the beginning? <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Yes, the premise, the. Uh... I know I've seen this movie or seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen some of the director's movie, Carl Franken's film. Uh -huh. But I don't even recall. It's been now, a while this, since I've seen this movie. This is a pretty harsh no a harsh rejection so that's what we're seeing like right now one thing i disagree with the art with the director and writer is right now he's for the only time in the film he's pushing back on someone my name's not fella you understand my name's not fella you know but he won't be that tough guy for the rest of the film so i think it was a mistake it sets us up for uh clint eastwood but showdown Oh, look who walked in the door. Difficult. Easy's friend. This is all bright. You know this is um, uh, Tom Sizemore, right? Oh, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, right. How do, you see this, how do you see the... Is it dark? 
no no that? you know it's a great quality film on the youtube yeah strange right i mean this film is known look at the cinematography with the with the t-shirt and the background it's just you know his mm -hmm. acting everything's just blowing up yeah and see it's hollywood they didn't just put him in a muscle shirt they gave him the muscles right yeah of course well you know that's a budget and it's a hollywood film they show it up front now i think Guys, of, sit down. i think of saving private ryan what do you think of when you see tom sizemore i've never seen saving private ryan a lot oh of films like i haven't seen this one either i mean i might okay. have I might have okay but Press he was in, stop what you're was, doing just go see private ryan why do you think Tom Hanks is a good actor you don't even know private i was gonna ryan. say i was going to say I saw him in Twin Peaks, The Return, the third right. season, and he was really funny in that movie. Like, there's a certain point where he loses all his personality or something, and uh -huh. he plays it really well. Like, it's just, it's really funny. Or no, he something happens to him, and he goes through this emotional role. But he's funny in that movie. And wasn't he in, like, Strange Days? And wasn't he in, like, yes, Born Killers? Yes. Yes, you know, exactly. Breaking. Yeah. He had his own reality show, right? Like, oh, we're going to fuck let's fuck with Sizemore. I think it was called. It was on uh, TLC or something. It was, was like breaking Sizemore. He was also in heat. I missed breaking Sizemore. Heat was a really good one. He was in. He was really good. And I'll, you know, I didn't even know it says here, true romance. And I remember that when I think of true romance, I can see him as one of those bad guys, but also I see right. Tony Soprano. Okay. All Tom Sizemore said is like the bartender uh was like you're out of work and he's like we're out of work and he, i want to introduce you to this guy and he goes you want to make money meet me at my office at 7 p.m tonight and of course he's he's like making money doing what you know like it's like he's 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 straight you know what i mean he works his job he pays his bills he's a veteran yes no so and he's not a private eye just yet exactly right this is like his origin story he gets sucked into it by a radioactive spider uh-huh and he gets <laughs> and he, he gets i i can't think of a joke some i was gonna say something powers like i don't know uh, yeah but he gets the technical uh, powers, right welcome yeah. to writing workshop well we brainstorm yeah sure premises now, this is a dumb thing. This guy, the whole movie's like, I'm just going to chop down your trees. And he's like, don't chop down my trees. It's really weird. I don't understand why he wants to do it. For firewood? I don't get it. It's not his property. But why does he want to chop down people's trees? He will chop is down this, Is this trees. a third act? Is this is like, there's a fire. There's no way we could break down this door. Wait a minute. I know a fella. And he runs down half a block. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can chop down the tree, but he go break down this door. Okay. Look, look, look. So he was in World War II. Yeah, private easy. Oh, he's planting war trees. The fuck that guy. This yeah, is just like Animal Crossing. Considerable budget to to get trees, and like the whole premise here is he's, you know, okay. By the way, we're having a flashback and a memory. And um, it's Mouse. Now, it's Don Cheadle. And his name oh, in this cool. movie is Mouse. And basically, he's like a, a criminal, right? But 
he kills without any like uh rem- what's the word psychotic like he doesn't have remorse. a remorse no he he's remorseless yeah. he's a Absolutely. remorseless killing machine yeah but at the same time you like him okay now we're in tough guy's office you want the uh-huh. job what's the job it depends on what it is we'll just give it a listen hmm. what about the door in the morning he's lighting a lollipop right yes lollipop he goes, I don't want to get mixed up in nothing. He goes, come on, easy. You walk out the door in the morning and mixed up in something. The only difference is, are you on the top? 